Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the final word. Good evening. I'm Albie Oxenrider and welcome to the final word, the show that invites you into the conversation. Whether it's viewer interaction, star power, or ratings. This is the show that's unmatched here, there, or anywhere. Let's get started by introducing you to the panel for tonight. Please welcome from our partners at DKPittsburghSports.com. It's Dan Kovacevic. I'll be existential question here for you. If the Penguins and Winnipeg Jets had tied today, would both the Raiders and Chargers have made the playoffs? Hmm, that's a word that I wouldn't even attempt. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> from the Trib, also Stewart's radio host, it's Tim Benz. Yeah, I'm looking at what happened today in the NFL playoffs, and the only thing I could think to myself was, boy, the Steelers picked the wrong week to be a road underdog. Yep, and former Pitt and NFL tight end, Doran Dickerson is back. Hi, Doran. Hey, I'll be good evening, everybody. How's everybody's night? Everybody's good. Yeah, some, yeah you know, it's a little cold, but we can't complain. <laughs> some of the topics we're talking about, not here in the studio, though. We're fine there. Uh, we're looking for five words. The best path for the Steelers to get their next quarterback. What are the pros and cons to hiring from within to replace Keith Butler as defensive coordinator? Has Tristan Jari proven himself as the Penguins' number one goalie, or will it take playoff success to convince you of that? The NHL trade deadline, March 21st. What do the Penguins need to do, if anything, to push them to the next level? Plus, of course, your final word. But first, the night's big topic. Let's rip off the Band-Aid here. Aaron Rodgers... Of course, he's out of the playoffs now. Rate the chances of Aaron Rodgers coming to the Steelers on a range from ridiculous to realistic, Dan. It's closer to ridiculous than it is realistic. You obviously can't rule anything out. But look, when we're talking about the Steelers and getting a quarterback, you first have to go through a process of elimination. And the first thing that you eliminate, I think, if you're talking about this football team, and remember, this decision is still going to be made with Kevin Colbert hanging on here. I would look at the Steelers quarterback situation and say it's more likely for them to go and get uh, a free agent to come in and compliment or compete with Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. I would definitely not be looking at, and this is the process of elimination, them making some kind of mega trade where they're sending a ton of draft picks to somebody, whether it's Green Bay, Seattle, whoever, because it's just not how they do things. Tim? Doesn't mean they shouldn't think about it. I wouldn't call it ridiculous. I wouldn't give it a hell of a lot of a chance. I mean, like a 15% chance. I think they're thinking, like Dayon just talked about, I wouldn't be. Your nine-win team with poor quarterbacking throughout the course of this season. Aaron Rodgers was a 13-win quarterback with a team that I don't think without him maybe makes the playoffs, perhaps gets in as a wild card in the NFC. 
I'd consider it, you know, I'd be at least in the process of the bidding to get him. I'd at least consider what the Packers were offering for him. You got the eighth most cap space in football. And you also are a team who, like we have talked about, has a standard to live up to, and that standard hasn't been met in nine of the past 11 seasons when it comes to winning a playoff game, I would consider it. What do you think, Doran? Uh, I think it's ridiculous. I mean, do you really want Aaron Rodgers? Yes, I know that he is a fine He's the MVP. Uh, I mean, he's a fine What is it? He can't even beat Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, well, I, I would suggest his special teams couldn't yeah. beat Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, like, what about a couple years ago? It's the league's MVP. <laughs> he's won four MVP. Oh, yeah. He's better than Mason Rudolph. I'll uh, tell you that. Uh, okay, so you want everything that surrounds him as well, everything that he brought to the table this well, year. No, with, with we the, just yes, I want his mobility. I want his arm. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm just saying, I, I would rather rebuild. I'd rather start with a younger quarterback. If it's the guy in the draft, if he falls to where you are, I'm ready to rebuild and and surround my role players around this young guy and go from there. And who would but that be? I am not on board with Aaron Rodgers who, who at would, all. Who would you You're want? not on board with the MVP. Who do you want in nope. the first round, Doran? Uh, you know, I'm not the Pittsburgh Steelers, whoever they fall in love with. Well, there, there it is. I yeah. think that's a lot of what people are saying. So, long, whatever the Steelers say, that's okay. Give us yeah. Mason Rudolph. We'll be happy with it. All right. Keep those comments coming. You can find us on Twitter at WPXI Final Word, on Facebook at The Final Word. Now it's time for five words. Give us five words on the best path for the Steelers to get their next quarterback. Uh, from Twitter, trade Claypool to draft Pickett. Also from Twitter, uh, clone the genes of Big Ben. Is that what he said? And free agent signing or draft. Uh, Dan, Tim, and Doran, five words on the best path to finding that quarterback. Dan? Uh, build up some real competition. And, again, as Tim is suggesting, this is not going to be what people want. Uh, they're going to want whether it's, you know, Kenny Pickett, the quarterback from Pitt, to fall down, and you're going to have some big storybook thing, like, you know, for, for the people who follow Pitt football, uh, kind of the way you had for, with James Conner when he was drafted. It doesn't mean it's going to work out. Uh, it, you're, you're not going to see... Ben Roethlisberger part two here, which I know is what everybody wants. You're just Here comes this magical franchise quarterback. There's no Joe Burrow waiting out there. Tim? Be in the bidding process. You don't have to win it, but I think you should try. And what I mean by that is, you know, if the Denver Broncos have more first-round picks that they want to give away for Rodgers, then you don't have to catch them, but you should do what's in the best interest of your team and make the offer available. If someone bids too much and is willing to give too high of a contract to Derek Carr to make a deal happen, well, then you don't have to follow suit. Same thing for Russell Wilson. But you should at least explore it, and don't be surprised when you walk away at the end of the day when this is all said and done and said, that's it, that's all it took, we could have done that. Don't short yourselves mm. in that opportunity. Doran? Uh, must be the right situation. And as we said before, if it's the right person that they have been scouting for the last year in the draft this year, then that's the guy that you need to go with, with at the quarterback spot. Or are you, gonna, are you feeling fine with the guys in your room right now with Mason Rudolph and Haskins? And then next year in 2023, is that whenever you're going to make a strike for, for getting the quarterback? So it must be the right situation for the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, to find their next hair at the quarterback position. All right. It's going to be an interesting offseason oh, and beyond. Yeah. <laughs> Still to come, what are the pros and cons to hiring from within to replace Keith Butler as Steelers defensive coordinator? Pro, you know what you have if you hire in-house. Con, never get fresh ideas. Our panel chimes in as the final work continues.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. I'm Albie Oxenrider tonight with Dane Kovacevic, Tim Benz, Doran Dickerson. Keith Butler's not here, but he's retiring. The Steelers are expected to promote senior defensive assistant and secondary coach Terrell Austin to take his place. What are the pros and cons to hiring from within to replace Butler as the defensive coordinator, Doran? I just think that comfortability is the, the, the biggest pro here for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They know what they're getting out of Terrell Austin. They know his track record. They know his credibility. He's a guy that can easily move into a space where, uh, you know, they feel comfortable. But I'm always a proponent that, you know, you should always move out of your community. Even if you want to move back for a little bit, you always should move out of Pittsburgh, live in a different city, explore other options, explore the cities and learn from other, other places. And then if you want to move back, that's fine. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are doing themselves a disservice for not looking outside of the box and finding a guy that could come in and really change this defense. All right. Thank you, Doran. Uh, back to Twitter. Pro, Austin seems like an up-and-coming, talented defensive mind. Con, Tomlin will still be calling plays and promoted someone who wouldn't give him any pushback. Uh, Dan? Well, yeah, that. I mean, the thing is, is you know, now that it's totally out there, as we've known for a long time behind the scenes, that Tomlin has been calling the defensive signals and not Keith Butler for a couple of years now. If you're Terrell Austin, aren't you, I mean, even though you're not in a position of strength, aren't you at least saying to the head coach, hey, man, you know, I've got a, a real chance here. i got some ideas. Why don't you let me run this defense? Anybody who thinks that's going to happen is out of their minds. Tomlin has promoted from within repeatedly, and I might add, with not very good results, particularly when it comes to offensive coordinator and the offensive line over the last couple of years, which, by the way, they should be changing both of those as well. Tim? Yeah, I agree with uh, that last tweet that was sent, uh, to be honest with you. And I guess if I wanted to come up with another con, if you wanted to stretch it a little bit, for the sake of variety, you could say, well, he's the guy that's worked to help groom Akella Witherspoon that got as much out of Joe Hayden as he could to help Cam Sutton become a starter, seemed to get Terrell Edmonds into a better place by the time he hit free agency. If he's now distracted from just being the secondary coach because he's a name as defensive coordinator, but it's Tomlin who's actually calling everything on game days, is that worth it? I mean, like, a lot of times you have somebody who's called the offensive coordinator, but the head coach is the one that calls all the signals, right? So uh, maybe you don't even bother with the title and just let Austin make sure he continues to work with the secondary. All right. To the Penguins now, the hottest team in hockey, and their all-star bound goaltender is leading the way. Uh, back to Tim. Has Tristan Jari proven himself as the Penn's number one goalie, or will it take playoff success to convince you? No, I think that's a little bit backwards I mean you prove yourself as the number one goalie when you go into the playoffs and then you got to beat the other goalie you got to beat the other team I mean the decision by that point should already be made who the number one goalie is and if you haven't made that decision you're probably not going to do all that well in the playoffs so uh, all right yeah I mean I, I I look at it the other way I, I just look at it as you've established yourself as the number one 
and then the playoffs will then define if you should be the number one for the next year. All right. Back to Twitter. Yes, he has proven himself. He's matured, and a new goaltending coach has helped. Doran, your thoughts? I, I agree with Tim. I, you know, I think in all sports that, you know, it, it's all based on what you do in the playoffs. It's all about winning, and it's not about winning in the regular seasons like Aaron Rodgers and getting to the playoffs and losing. It's about winning and continuing to win and going to Super Bowls and going to championships and going to Stanley Cups. So I do think that he is he should be based off of his winning percentage and, and his uh, ability to win games in the playoffs. So at this point, I think that he's the number one goalie for the team during the regular season, but it's still uh, out there to see if he could be the number one goalie to help the Penguins win and move on in the playoffs this year. Dan, your thoughts on Tristan Jari? Well, if we're going to talk about numbers. Let's talk about Tristan Jari right now ranking in the top three in the National Hockey League among all starters in goals against average, save percentage, wins, <laughs> games played, starts. That's a number one goalie, kids. And just across the board, uh, he has proven himself, uh, I believe, this regular season to have overcome whatever that was that happened to him against the Islanders. We have seen a history. Ron Hextall and I were having a pretty good conversation about this the other day of goaltenders who struggle their first time through the playoffs. We saw Marc-Andre Fleury go through it here. The talent... The talent, we're seeing it now on display. He went out there and outdueled Connor Hellebuck on the same sheet of ice, and that's not easy. Dan, uh, did you hear Doran even used uh, Tristan Jari as a way to take a slap at Aaron Rodgers? How about that? <laughs> no, I mean, like, that. He's <laughs> even using the goalie as a way to get at Aaron Rodgers. I, I hope someday Pittsburgh wakes up and remembers who Aaron Rodgers beat for that one lousy Super Bowl. He and the last, who, the last thing he won. That? Who was that? I thought we were talking about hockey who here, Ben. got to remember What's that? going that was on? was 12 years ago. I mean, come uh, yes, and that's the last time the Steelers were in the Super Bowl, too. Segments hijacked. It would be difficult to be any. Let's get back to the Penguins. <laughs> How could you be better than the Pens have been? Uh, do they need to do anything else for the second half of the season, but, but especially for the playoffs, Dan? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the goaltender that we're talking about is the only one on their roster who can be trusted. So, yeah, Casey DeSmith is not to be trusted. Casey DeSmith is not being trusted by Mike Sullivan. That hook the other day. Uh, it was not an accident. That was not something where Sullivan just says, oh, no, uh, meaning in Columbus. That happened because this coach has lost faith. Louis Domingue is still on crutches. Saw him this afternoon limping around. Uh, you have to go out and get somebody. I'd also like to see a right-handed defenseman added for depth. Not that I've been unhappy with Chad Ruedel, but let's see somebody else. All right. The trade deadline's less than a month away. Uh, nothing major. They have lots of depth and talent, and they are very well coached. Only ad I would consider as a backup goalie or a depth defenseman. Your thoughts, Tim? Yes, those two right now, if they stay 100% healthy the rest of the way going up to the trade deadline, but that's so far away, and we all know how this team tends to get runs of injuries. So, I mean, a lot is to be written about this, but if they stay as healthy as they are right now, which we probably know they won't, I would also say backup goalie and one more defenseman. Doran? Uh, you can never have enough depth. I mean, you know, especially heading in the directions that they want to head in into the playoffs in a couple months. But I, I, I'm a big continuity guy, and I don't like messing up continuity. I'm not saying that if you get somebody at the trade deadline, that person will mess up the continuity. I mean, I was even skeptical with uh, uh, Gino coming back and messing up the continuity they had. So uh, I think at right now they need to focus on having guys healthy, keeping guys healthy throughout the next couple months, and maybe creating a little bit of depth. But I think they're fine where they're at right now. All right, when we come back, we're going to go around the horn on any topic. The final word is next.
This is the final word. Welcome back. Time now for the final word. Everybody gets a chance. Doran Dickerson, you're first. Uh, Tampa Brady. This is, seems like it's like one of the first years that we're not going to see uh, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. I just don't understand how at the end of the game earlier today that you leave Cooper Cup in one-on-one oh, coverage wow. at the end of the game. Like that, I mean, Todd Bowles needs to be questioned about that. I know his name's been come up a lot for uh, head coaching uh, scenarios, head coaching situations. He needs to be questioned about that defense. But I am a Tom Brady fan, and uh, I, I don't think that this is it for him. I don't think he's retiring. I think he wants to end on a good note. So, Yeah, blitzing on that final play. Dan, uh, your final word. The Tuesday night, the Hall of Fame, the Baseball Hall of Fame, the only one that anyone actually talks about will be announcing its – uh, inductees for 2022 and based on the math that's at hand Barry Bonds Roger Clemens and all the rest of the cheaters won't make it and as a result they'll be out forever because this is the 10th and final year that they've got on the ballot as a as a Hall of Fame voter for the past half decade I am really proud to tell you that I've never checked Bonds's box because he cheated there's a character clause that's in place. The character clause was put in there in 1936, and it's never changed. Take the character clause out, Bonds would have been in. Would have gotten my vote. What ground would I have had to stand on? They didn't want him in, and they're going to get their wish. Tim, final word. Yeah, so the last time the Steelers went through a major transition uh, out of quarterback and in a Super Bowl drought, it was when it was leaving the Bradshaw era and then a long, long time before Ben Roethlisberger came along. Now, the difference is they were only four years out when Bradshaw left from the last Super Bowl win when he was done after 1983. They're 11 years into this now since the last time they were in the Super Bowl against the Green Bay Packers. So uh, keep this in mind as the Steelers go through the rebuilding process in the post-Ben era. They've got to get it right sooner rather than later or else we're almost halfway to that point where it felt like forever between Steelers Super Bowl championships might be one of the reasons why the notion of going for a veteran quarterback from another another team when t this happens all the time now in the NFL might be something to consider. Hey Benz, who was the Packers quarterback that year? Uh, I believe it was Lynn Dickey. Oh, I thought it was Tristan Jari. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys, thank you. Our final word now from social Don media. Don Mikowski. <laughs> <laughs> Magic man. Joey says, I'm already tired of mock drafts. How can you argue with that? Our producer, Dean the Dream, I am Pietro, stumbled upon an amazing stat. Uh, and it was kind of alluded to earlier with Doran. This year will be the first time in 12 years that neither Tom Brady nor Aaron Rodgers will be playing in a conference title game. And it's not out of the realm of possibility that Brady, Rodgers, and Ben Roethlisberger will all retire. I don't expect that to be the case, but it could happen. The torch has now been passed. And what an incredible group of young quarterbacks like Joe Burrow and Mahomes and Josh Allen, just to name three. It's going to be an exciting few years in the league, and boy, it's going to be a nightmare perhaps for the Steelers. That's the final word. I'm out.